Hey folks, thanks for being a member of the Cafe Insider community. In addition to the Cafe Insider podcast and my weekly note, you also get bonus material from my interviews on Stay Tuned with Preet. This is exclusively for you. Hope you enjoy it. I want to ask you more sort of personally what it's like covering the court. We've had other people who are in the elite club who cover the court. We've had Nina Totenberg on, Adam Liptak, Ruth Marcus, and others. First of all, is there a club? Do you all, you know, is there a happy hour for those of you who cover the court as your full career? Well, you know what? It's like any group of nine. We have our little factions. (laughs) Are there nine of you? Well, no, there are probably, there are many more, but there are probably, you know, there's some of us who've been at it for longer than others. We all have our favorites and we break off. What's fun about it and what's not fun about it? You know, I just love it. I've worked at many places, and it's kind of funny that I end up at CNN as my last—who knows if it's my last place, but I I actually really like it here, surprisingly, for someone who comes from such a deep print background. But I just really enjoy covering this court. It has never gotten stale for me. I've found it so exciting. As you saw, as I start those acknowledgments, I mentioned that my mantra going all the way back to my Washington Post days in the 90s was, this is your Supreme Court. I just, I love the connection of it. I like the stories of the cases. I like trying to figure out what goes on behind the scenes. And I will always just be so engaged in it. So it's, to me, it's exciting. It's just very, very exciting. It's always been fun. And I have never been tempted to switch switch jobs. And you know, Preet, I got my law degree in the middle of all this. I didn't, I, I was going to yeah. law school at night at Georgetown. Why'd you do that? I know. Why did I do that? God, how did I ever do that? I had a baby in the middle of that too. So I have no idea how I did it. And, you know, like my performance wasn't super strong. I mean, I got by and I passed the bar. You know, I even went and took the bar. What was that all about? But I, don't I know did. what you were thinking. Yeah, I know. I, I took the bar during the uh, Stephen Breyer uh, hearings and he's gone and I'm still here. But anyway, so I have, you know, I had ways to switch off of this beat. I had ways to become an editor. I had ways to, you know, practice law, but I, I just can't give it up. I'm clearly addicted to it. And now I'm kind of addicted to this whole, the biography of the court, the, this group portrait I did, you know, that was just as much fun as doing the individual biographies. Did going to law school change how you thought about the court and the decisions? Well, it you know, it obviously helped me. It, it made me smarter about how to understand, you know, standards of review. And, you know, down here at, well, the whole Acela corridors, you know, people will say, well, did you go to law school? So it's nice. But I, I'm actually proud of my night law school, even though I have actually had lawyers draw back at the idea that I went to night law school. But I am so proud of doing that. Well, I worked full time at the Post. And as I said, had a child. And, you know, it's it certainly helped be smart about things. It helped me read, know how to read cases, how to mark them up. And, uh, you know, I think there's a real, there is a marriage between journalism and the law. There have been other colleagues of mine who did do law school, but then there are other, you mentioned Nina, you know, Nina definitely didn't do law school and I'm not even sure what her earlier education was, but she's got kind of an equivalency, you know, uh, from having done it so long. It definitely helped. And it also, Oh, you would be sensitive to this. When you go to a night law school at Georgetown, you've got a bunch of people from the Hill. So it was great for sources. <laughs> I guess that's right. Yeah, my whole so, life revolves around sources, Preet. <laughs> clearly, and methods. <laughs> right. Or maybe just sources. You're not, you're not at the agency. Um, <laughs> last, so you obviously are an intelligent thinking person. You went to law school. You're a citizen of the country. So you obviously have views about what rights are or are not enshrined in the Constitution, how cases should be decided just as a as a lawyer and as a person. 
what is the interplay between your personal thoughts about what the Constitution does and does not say and your reporting on the court? That's a great question because I actually separate myself from some of uh, the legal commentators. You know, I came up as a journalist. I was always much more somebody who was more of a reporter than a commentator. And it's only been here at CNN that, you know, my title is senior Supreme Court analyst, that I've been allowed to be more analytical. But I I still find myself not being super judgmental. Now, I'm sure someone like Samuel Alito and some of the conservatives are thinking, well, we think you're very judgmental. But I don't really think of myself as having, I have views, obviously, about what the breadth of the Constitution. But I do feel like I'm able to separate myself in that regard. And you might have read the Times has been very good to this book. And, you know, Carlos Lozada's piece, when he said he refers to my politics in in his piece, I don't know if you read that one, when he compared the book to the Brethren, and he said, but you, you know, you do see some of her politics wanting, actually, he even said, you know, having more regard for justices like John Paul Stevens and David Souter and Anthony Kennedy, people who might have been less predictable. And actually, even seeing that phrasing caught me up short, because I don't think I'm revealing so much of my politics or my ideology, even though, you know, certainly I would be generally on the left, but I don't, I shy from the kinds of questions you just asked me about what I want to see them do with the Constitution, because I don't feel like that's where I want to go. Do you know what I mean? No, I get that completely. And I did read that piece. Last question, and then I'll let you go. Um, Who leaked the Dobbs Mm -hmm. opinion? Oh my God. I got to know that before I die. (laughs) Let me just say that. That is my baseline. I so you have don't know to know. Yet. No, I have all sorts of theories, but nothing's been borne out. And I and I didn't have the resources the Supreme Court did to come up with a zero. You know, they didn't they couldn't figure it out. But I think that in the end, you know, people talk. In the end, somebody might talk. And I suspect it changed hands, but I just don't know how. And I know about as much as I do today, Preet, as I did on May 2nd when we found out about the leak. Which is you don't know the identity. I don't. That's I don't. deeply disappointing, Joan, but I'll, 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 I'll let so, it go. I am disappointed, very disappointed, too. Thank you again for becoming a Cafe Insider. Listen to the Cafe Insider podcast every Tuesday and stay tuned every Thursday. 